Welcome to Had to Be There, the podcast that allows you to explore the world's greatest destinations through the stories of those who have been there. Here to ignite the wanderlust within, your host and favorite travel planner, Kelly Acevedo. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Had to Be There podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, and this is episode 20. It's kind of wild to me that we're about to jump into our 20th episode together. This whole podcast kind of started on a whim for me. And to see it now really starting to evolve and gain some traction and new guests and new interest is such an incredible feeling. I wish I could put it into words. I'm just so grateful that you guys have welcomed me into your homes and cars and airbuds um, and come along for this ride with me. It, it's been such a blast so far. I'm having the best time meeting new people and exploring new places and hearing their stories. And I just can't wait to continue to do so. Now for this week, full disclosure, we are going back to Walt Disney World. But hear me out, my non-Disney listeners out there. There is a light at the end of this magical Disney tunnel. (laughs) Today's episode is part one of two, but after this, we have a pretty good stretch of non-Disney stories coming down the pike. Um, I'm really excited to share that my podcast was featured in a podcast networking group, and as a result, I have interviews booked with some really interesting people about some really fascinating places for the next few weeks, to be honest. Um, And that should take us well into the fall and the start of the winter. So we have new episodes coming um, and I can't wait to share them with you. But for now, (laughs) I cannot wait to share this week's story with you. If you'll remember, back in April, I attended a travel agent education program at Universal Resort in Orlando with other agents from Academy Travel, which is my host agency. Well, in June, they hosted an agent education program at Disney World. Um, And I was so bummed that I couldn't attend And I was following along everybody's stories on social media and I was so jealous, but I'm thrilled because some of the agents who were able to attend are here to talk about their experiences that week. So for today's episode, for episode 20, uh, we're going to be talking about some of the educational parts of the week and some of the big takeaways and new things that the agents got to experience. And on part two, which will be episode 21 next week, we're going to hear about some of the special events that the agents were treated to. So let's jump right in to episode 20. All right, guys, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have another couple of Academy Travel Agents on the show. I'm so excited to hear about your week at Walt Disney World for the AEP. Um, Before we jump in, why don't you each introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your background? 
Sure. Well, thank you so much for having both of us on today. I love the culture of Academy Travel, how we all just love to share our love of Disney and make each of our businesses better. Um, my name is Amanda Ellathorpe, and I currently reside in Saratoga Springs, New York. It is a real place, not just a resort. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so fun to talk to people at uh, the parks when they ask me where I'm from. And if they're staying at Saratoga Springs, the resort, I do tell them it is historically accurate. It is a beautiful town to come visit sometime. Um, I am a single mom of two young girls. I'm originally from the Boston area. And what drew me to Disney destinations um, is basically a later in life love of Disney. I had a, had gone to the parks as a child, like many people do, but really wasn't a huge Disney fan until I got to experience Walt Disney World for the first time through the eyes of my children when they were mm. two and a half and four. Um, they're wow. currently seven and eight. So this was several years ago. And ever since then, I've had that quote unquote Disney bug. And mm -hmm. we have now been to the parks multiple times. We've stayed at multiple resorts. We've been on several Disney cruises. We've even been out to Alani. So our love of Disney destinations just exploded. And it really sort of changed everything about my life. Um, as a newly single mom, taking a two and a half year old and a four year old, neither one of which were very toilet trained at the time to the parks <laughs> totally changed oh me as a single mom and yeah. changed me as a traveler. I've always been a travel bug, but it really instilled this sense of um, wanderlust and confidence to continue on this crazy journey of being a single mom and uh, to take them all the way to Alani in Hawaii uh, alone last year during the pandemic. Um, it just empowers oh, wow. me. Wow, that's brave. Yeah. <laughs> What's right? It was probably a little crazy, <laughs> but it's empowered me in other areas of my life outside of my Disney hat. Um, and I really do turn to Disney and um, Walt Disney specifically in, in times that I am just struggling. Um, I find him to be such an inspiration um, and the parks and other destinations just bring us so much joy. Um, so I started as a, an agent uh, right before the pandemic, and I joined Academy Travel, though, earlier this year. So I was very excited to go to their agent training a couple of weeks ago to be back at the parks um, since the pandemic, since what I had seen it just immediately prior to the pandemic, uh, and see the changes that are happening. So um, that's sort of where I'm at now. I'm so excited that the Disney Wish launched today. Disney Cruise Line is definitely my favorite <laughs> Disney <laughs> destination. So I can't wait to get on the ship with my girls. Next victim. <laughs> Well, my name's Eva Weitzel. I am a Texas girl and based in Fort Worth, kind of been raised in the Dallas-Fort Worth area my whole life. So I didn't go to Disney my first time until I was 20 years old. Wow. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We won't take away your Disney card. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I've always loved Disney. And then I met my husband, who's also a Disney file. 
Hmm. He actually proposed at Disney in front of Mickey. And I I have to hand it to the cast members. You know, we're, we're going in to meet Mickey because we were going with my best friend and her boyfriend as well. And, and they keep like whispering to each other behind their hands and they had this look on their face. I'm like, Oh my God, did somebody's grandparent die? And they, you know, have to leave or something. Oh God. <laughs> no, they're just really good at keeping secrets. Oh. So he, ha- he proposed in front of Mickey. Yes. Oh. And then we went back for our honeymoon. We went a week on the, I believe it was the fantasy. And then a week at Disney World. Nice. <laughs> so you're like all in now. Oh, yeah. All in. <laughs> um, I, I have a COVID baby. <laughs> all right. And, and, you know, sitting there during maternity leave and I keep seeing these ads for, you know, be, become a Disney travel agent, become a Disney travel agent. I'm like, you know what? I do have the planning for all the trips anyway or more than half. <laughs> that would be a lot more fun than my regular job. I mean, that would be yeah. something that would make my regular job. I don't have to worry. You know, I still have the regular job, but this is the fun. This is the magic. This is, I get to help people have a wonderful vacation. Yeah. That's what it's about for sure. That's amazing. I love that you're both kind of uh I don't want to say later in life because I mean 20 oh no he's he's been (laughs) since he was a kid yeah and I feel like that's a lot of the the people that I talk to um who have become Disney travel planners and whatnot a lot of those stories are like you know I grew up with Disney I'm such a Disney kid and like that's my story but I love that it it just so happens that both of you kind of discovered this love for Disney a little bit later in your lives. And I think that's great. I, that's a really neat perspective. Um, so I'm super into it. (laughs) So let's talk about the AEP. Um, so we are going to kind of split this episode into two parts and I have another group who's going to come on and talk about all the special events that you guys got to attend during the week, which looked amazing. Um, But I'm really, because I'm low-key kind of a nerd, um, so I'm really interested in like the educational aspects of the week. I'm super bummed that I missed this. Um, And I know that you guys had some cool like presentations and um, tours and trade shows and whatnot. So I'm just really excited to hear about it. So. Let's jump in. So kind of, I guess we'll we'll go through it like day by day, if that makes sense. Sure. All right. Yeah, that works. So, um, so the event, like the whole week or whatnot started on like a Tuesday or Wednesday, right? Wednesday. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, and you had your site inspections like first thing, didn't you? Or Yes. Was there a classroom session first? Yeah, no, they kicked off Wednesday. First. Nice. That's smart. I feel like when we did the Universal AEP, the site inspections were like the very end of like we'd already been in like a classroom setting for the first half of the day. And then we went on this like 
I don't know, five hour site tour. It was a lot. Um, so I think that's awesome that they kicked it off that way because everybody's got to be just so excited. Everyone's adrenaline is pumping and <laughs> happy to be there. Um, so tell me about the site inspections. Well, they did a really great job. And I had not been at the universal um, training that you were talking about, but I did hear about those site visits. So I was sort of dreading it because, I mean, it was the middle of June, you know, it's the middle of June in Orlando. And I actually mm. found it to be lovely, but I've also been to Disney a lot the end of July, end of August. So it seemed sort Oof. of like mild, but we had, I thought, great weather. We had great weather, but um, Disney... Uh, groups, um, like the folks that work directly with the travel agencies hosted us. Mm -hmm. Um, so these were cast members and they treated us love to a lovely coach bus, private, um, escort to different resorts. We were in different groups. Um, we, we chatted ahead of time. It sounds like we were in different groups. So we went to different resorts at different times, but we all ended up going to the same three resorts. They provided us snacks and water. And it was like just the right amount of time. It was about 45 minutes to an hour at each resort. And then we got to pick their brains um, in the bus on the way to the other <laughs> resort, which was really great, you know. Yeah. And um, did that too. <laughs> so between the three, we we got to see Coronado which I had never been to before. And now I'm obsessed because it's, I didn't know anything about that resort. And I am a huge fan of Salvador Dali. And I had no idea that Walt Disney had such an intimate relationship with him. I, again, like I could just sit and read about Walt Disney like all day long, but here are two icons to me that I never knew influenced one another and you can see it all through the resort. I love Spanish architecture and art. So Mm -hmm. that was a treat. And then we also got to see the Polynesian to see the updated, renovated Moana theme rooms. And we got to pop over to the contemporary and see their updated Incredibles themed room, which I have little girls. We don't really watch Incredibles a ton. I'm familiar with it. I'll tell you, it was so understated. It, I, I thought it was great. I would, even if you're not a huge incredible span you would appreciate um so i'll i'll let you take it away and explain more about each resort and just pop in but that was sort of like the overview of the site visits but it was really informative i love that yeah and another i are you talking about salvador Dali and, and walt disney's friendship they did not speak each other's languages so oh, that's cool. true <laughs> That was one of the things that, that our, our guides were like, yeah, you know, Salvador didn't speak English and Walt didn't speak Spanish. So they had this great friendship through interpreters. I was going to say, it must have been like a lot of gesturing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so, true. That's so wild. I never even thought of that. Yeah. There, in the Grand Destino Tower, there's a, a, it's a reproduction that they enlarged that Salvador Dali did of Walt's. And they did one of Salvador Dali that kind of matches it and has a hidden Mickey. Oh, yay. Yeah. And I got pictures of those. It was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And the elevators. I know this is a minor thing, but the elevators. No, it's not minor. At at Destino, 
are, were the coolest. I actually shared it on my Instagram stories because I just couldn't Me get too. over it. And I'm like, why don't all resorts have this everywhere? And it's another thing like Disney is just always so ahead of the curve. We even learned about the trash cans. I actually wrote down the trash cans here. I did not know about the innovative tra- tra- Disney trash cans. Maybe your listeners already know that. And I'm just showing my green here, but, but at least at Destino, if you have not been, you have to go just to see the elevators. Um, you indicate before you get on with a touch screen, uh, it looks like a, almost like an iPad. It's a touch screen yeah. where you indicate which floor you're going to. And then it figures out among the six different elevators, which one you should get onto to make it efficient. I was like, ah, brilliant. (laughs) And then you get in and you don't have a kid, any kids who can just, you know, run their hands down all the buttons. Not that that's ever happened to anyone. Never. (laughs) I just, in my head, just pictured that scene in Elf when Will Ferrell gets in the elevator at the Empire State Building and hits every button. It's like, oh God, my nightmare. No, we, we, we were like, our, our entire group we, we, was like, you do it, you push it, you push it. Let's record it. Because it was so cool. Yeah, that's it's amazing. Just, it's just a stunning resort. While it is a moderate, considered like a quote unquote moderate resort, it is absolutely. Oh, it does not look it. It's a deluxe. If you've been to Riviera, it is very mm. in line with the the same high end fixtures and art that you see in Riviera. Um, I I I cannot wait to go back and stay there myself. Yes, and that's it is interesting gorgeous. that you made that comparison specifically because whenever people talk about how Grand Destino features so much of like Walt Disney and his relationship with Dali. At Riviera, the first thing that I noticed when we visited there was all the like old pictures of mm-hmm. Waltz and like all of their vacations together and everything. And that's neat that like you you draw that same kind of feeling, I guess, from both of those places where he is so present. Yes. In them, you know, it's Disney without being like some of the other resorts that like scream Disney characters, it still has that mm-hmm. Disney feel. And like you mentioned, there's without the, like the hidden naming. Exactly. And even like the, some of the ironwork and the glass and the lighting, it just, it was very, to me, reminiscent. I would even be curious if some of the same folks, some of the same designers worked on both resorts. I actually asked our cast member who was giving us a tour, I said, is this mosaic? There's this beautiful mosaic and, and also painting in the lobby. It's like a two or three story, uh, piece of art. If it was the same artist that did the tangled mosaic that is on your way from Riviera to the Skyliner. And they said, yeah, yeah. Oh no. And when you get up closer, you can tell it's not, but it it's even, you know, things like that. So I, you know, that same vibe. Yeah. And also, I didn't realize that they have the largest um, convention center facilities there. And maybe I have that wrong, but I had that in my notes. Uh, <laughs> they can they had a lot of conventions going on at the times we got to walk by and see. But, you know, I sometimes don't think about that. So, you know, anyone listening, I think that's another thing to think about, too. Like you think of going to Disney for sure for like your personal family vacations, mm-hmm. but they have exceptional facilities for groups and for business events. Um, so, you know, if you, if you have a company that's looking for space, the, the spaces can't be beaten. Of course, we were at Yacht Club for our 
um, conference and, and right. their, their spaces are just exceptional. Yeah. And well air conditioned. Yes. And well air conditioned. Right. <laughs> With wonderful bathrooms. If you're a Disney bathroom nerd, like the three of us probably are, you yeah. definitely got to check out the bathrooms over and know where the good ones are. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and then at the Grandestino, there was also, it was um, Toledo and what was the other? Dahlia. Upstairs. Dahlia. Yes. The, the two um, dining locations. Yeah. Yes, we got to to explore those without anybody but our groups in there, which mm. is really cool. I mean, the, oh, neat. the ceiling of, of um, Toledo is just gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. And it's, if it's, you're a wine fan, I mean, it's got to be a eight by 20 foot wine case that's all open. It's all glass so you can see their wow. wine collection. And the views are mm. amazing. You can just see so far. Yes. That's amazing. Did they let you um, see the uh, like club level area? No, we no. asked. We didn't see it in our group. We, we couldn't see it for some reason. That's a bummer. I think that's so neat that it's like you mentioned, it's a moderate resort, but they offer that those club level rooms and access to, you know, the club there. Which is such a great, you know, is it's actually such a value. A friend of mine was staying, it might not sound that way, but I definitely encourage folks to check it out. A friend of mine was staying in Yacht Club, uh, yeah, Yacht Club, and she was club level. And she was explaining to us, you know, the perks that they were getting. And I said, gosh, I got to do this next time. (laughs) This is the way to go. It's true. Don't sleep on those club level rooms. No, <laughs> especially now with the 2023 packages open, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there is You're availability. Right. Yep, absolutely. Um, okay. So you got to see um, Coronado Springs. Um, how was the, um, oh, so the contemporary, the incredible theming over there. How do you guys feel about them starting to incorporate more intellectual property, I guess, into those um, like deluxe resorts? Because that's kind of a newer thing, I feel like. I hear what you're saying. I wasn't sure how I would feel. I had only stayed at one deluxe resort. I have only stayed at one deluxe resort, which was the Polynesian. And I stayed there before they renovated to the Moana theme rooms. And I did wonder that I honestly was like, I don't really know how I feel about that, but yeah, it's done so well. Um, I, and again, it, it's it's very understated. Yes. And especially it's not in your face. No. Um, the mural there, the painting for the Moana theme rooms was gorgeous. And then even my daughters, they wanted to watch my Instagram stories when I got home to see everything they missed. (laughs) I saved it all to highlight so that it wouldn't go away. They wanted to see every bit and they remember the Polynesian from we stayed there. They even, I hadn't seen it at first, but they picked up on it. They said, Oh, that's like, there was a pattern on the wall that they picked up was Moana's father's like, I don't know, like the thing that he wears, it's not a skirt, but you know, like his like sarong, it was like similar pattern, but like I, I didn't even like notice it. I was like, oh, whoops. <laughs> I didn't even 
even notice. Kids are so observant. They really are. Hey, behind the coffee maker. Yes, I I do like funny. But the the Incredibles room, you could walk in and walk out and maybe miss like half of the details because it really is that understated. And the bathrooms are still what you would expect. They're even better yes. um, at both. They look even better. I don't know how they could make them even better than they were before. So <laughs> I feel like overall, even if it's two adults who are not really there for the parks, it's not in your face at all. Yeah. Did did you see the, the, the closet at the contemporary inside? The no, back? no. It's got their suits oh on the God, well, on the suits. paper behind the and and the, in the back of the closet. So cool. <laughs> that's cute. So it looks like they're hanging out. A cast out. member like, pointed that out. Yes. Oh my God, that's so funny. Maybe that wasn't something everything. I would have have thought, but like, oh hey, he he pointed that out, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's cool. That's clever. Yeah. Very cute. Um, so after your site inspections, um, you had your like trade show, right? Right. Yes. Apparently this was the first time they had ever done a trade show. So this wasn't just Disney or was it? Um, we had mouse to your house. We had, uh, universal with Al Johnson. I love Al Johnson. Oh my God. Al's the best. We had the the Marriott people from Swan and Dolphin and Swan Reserve. Oh, okay. We had the uh, Don, who's in charge of Rest of the World. Yeah. And then we had like little tables set up to you know different different vendors. There was some different, yeah. There was a vendor that for um, for scooters. It was uh, Buena Vista Scooters. A couple different hotels that are would be maybe considered good neighbor. Mm-hmm. SeaWorld, um, SeaWorld was there. Norwegian yes. Cruise wow. Line. I think Norwegian Cruise Line was there. We got a yes. lot of collateral um, from them, yeah. but also it was just great. Oh, um, there was some Adventures by Disney collateral there too, updated um, yes. stuff, but it was great Ooh. to just be able to talk to people in person. There was a new... Yeah. The big thing right now, I think, for agents is trying to find one of the big things is trying to find a suitable transportation from the airport to the resort. Yeah. Um, since yes. Magical Express went away and there's been some variation in the quality. Um, yeah. You know, there's so many options right now. And with so many um, laid off cast members who have who, they've they've now reinvented themselves. Um there are all these different transportation options and a new partner was there uh, who we could connect with. And now we're all registered with her. Um, so when we have clients who are looking for that kind of transportation, whether it's a private car or a larger vehicle to take a larger group, they can handle that. So your clients don't have to be digging around trying to find something. I think that's the last thing people want to yeah. do when they're traveling, especially with kids and a stroller and all this stuff right. is like be trying to find transportation when they get to MCO. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's huge. Um, any major other, I guess, takeaways from the trade show? Um, yeah. Uh, Universal. Uh, I think this was announced since on Facebook, but Super Nintendo World is coming to the Hollywood location in early yes. 2023. 
excited. And club level at the Universal Orlando resorts is really, really reasonable. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. I have written down that it's $100 per day per, per room, room per day. Yes. $100. Right. So if there's four of you, it's still $100. Yeah. And so if you do that, that's actually going to be cheaper because you can get breakfast and dinner there. And drinks. Yeah. And drinks. I, I don't true. really drink much. So me either. <laughs> me either. But I like my Diet Coke. <laughs> I like fresh yeah. bottles of water, cold bottles of water. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and it comes with just staying at the, at the premier Universal Resorts. You get unlimited Express Pass, which that Express Pass costs more than your entrance into Universal. Yeah, that's true. So if you really like rides, that's a huge perk. Like, why wouldn't you stay club level? Well, I no. just don't know why you wouldn't. Um, it's true. We got to see the lounges, the club lounges when we were there in April. And just every single one of them, we were like, this is insane like why doesn't everybody do this <laughs> right yeah um we also learn more about this is sort of an industry um word but apple leisure group they're sort of the umbrella organization mm-hmm. that a lot of um many different travel providers come under, including all-inclusive resorts. So we learned about a little bit more about the different all-inclusive resorts um, that we can book for our clients. So that is something, you know, just to be aware is available through your Academy Travel agent. And we learned about a great alternative to Adventures by Disney. And if you're not familiar with Adventures by Disney, it's, it's sort of like this is how I look at it anyway. I've not been on one, but it is sort of like a smaller curated private tour where yeah, you're yes. with a cast member in a foreign location. Typically it could be Italy, it could be China. And you are getting this super one-on-one behind the scenes, um, mm-hmm. white glove experience. I absolutely have that on my bucket list, but we learned about an alternative mm-hmm. to that, which is, and I might be saying it wrong. It's the Grobus family tours, G R O B Globus. Globus. Excuse me. I can't even read Globus. my, can't even read my writing. Um, <laughs> and about some other travel insurance options that we can provide, which I am absolutely doing yes. for all my own personal trips right now with the way things are. It's just yeah. like a no brainer. Everybody who's even requesting quotes is asking about insurance options right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's so that's fairly affordable. Important. It's like, seriously, I mean, with it's nothing with Disney. Disney's great, but it's the right. airlines. It's all the airlines. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not that my delight flight home got delayed three times. <laughs> oh no. Oh, God. Well, like I, I woke up and, and like eight o'clock I'm having breakfast and I'm getting notifications that my five thirty flight has been delayed till nine thirty. Oh no. And then, oh no, it's going to be seven thirty. I oh, know it's going to be eight thirty. Finally it was like, oh, well it's going to be five forty-five. Oh. oh my God. And then I get there and it's still delayed until like seven, seven fifteen. And then, it, then, then you've spent your entire last day just stressing about getting home. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was 11 when I got actually to my house. <laughs> Sheesh. I was so tired. Man. But again, nothing that Disney can control. Right. Thank God it was at the, the, the tail end of my vacation, not the front end, which is why I always recommend to my clients, hey, you know, 
get the early morning flight, you're less likely to have flight delays if you go out early in the morning. Yes. That's true. I had, and I have had, I've been through MCO now twice in the past couple months. We did a family trip end of April and then this trip, this work trip. And I've had a, you know, I've had a good experience. I know, you know, their TSA is infamous. It's, it's a big airport and they're growing exponentially. But even, even when I had, I had a midday flight this past time and TSA was a breeze, um, was in and out. And then when I was with my children, it like wrapped way down practically to another terminal. Like it was, but they moved us quickly. It was still only 30 minutes, which you, it's not bad. It really isn't. If I can hang alone with two squabbling sisters, you know, you can do it. Um, it just hey, I think, to I you. MCO can appear very intimidating because it is yeah. just so large, but it's it's like just just slow down, like just ask for help. Like it'll yep. be okay. That's true. That's true. The Had to Be There podcast is brought to you by Vacations by Kelly, where your host becomes your travel agent. As a proud affiliate of Academy Travel, Kelly specializes in Disney destinations and can help with all non-Disney excursions worldwide as well. When you book with Kelly, you're getting much more than a travel agent. You're getting a personalized concierge-level travel partner. And the best part? Her services are completely free. It's true. So when you're ready to make your next travel dream a reality, Vacations by Kelly is ready to make it happen. Visit hadtobethere.net slash vacations to get started. Oh, so that Thursday you had. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> this looks like it was a big day. Oh, um, it was. For, like, presentations and and that sort of thing. Um, any any major um, I guess revelations there? Um, I know that you had like Disney destinations presented um, and like the Disney Institute. I was really excited. I think that was the day that we heard from Brent, who does groups for Disney Cruise Line. Um, I had mentioned at the top that I learned a lot more about the perks um, booking as a group. So yes, that's when tell you, me all that's the when perks. You have, so <laughs> first of all, a group, as he defined it, was when you have a 10 room minimum. So mm-hmm. uh, the the perks are you have a dedicated Disney Cruise Line service manager and obviously your agent. So you have someone to help coordinate every detail, answer any question, add on rooms if needed, that sort of thing. Um, you're not having to go through the general Disney cruise line to, to, to handle any of those things. Um, you get, uh, Oh, what was it? You get a complimentary cocktail party. Uh, there's a credit, uh, if you have a certain ratio, if your if your group gets to a certain size, um, you get a credit. I think it's every sixteenth person. Yeah, one to one to sixteen ratio. You get a they call it a conductor credit. Um, oh, what else did he say? Depending on where you sail out of, there may be group rates available. Right. You oh, can you generally can book, book things the before things go public. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and I'll tell you with the cruise lines, if you want specific um, dates or room categories, you really do need to do it. Pe- the cruise industry, pe- cruisers are crazy. Like they, especially because of the way Disney Cruises takes care of its repeat cruisers, 
They have status. You're in your, in your, you have status after your first cruise. So there's a lot of incentive to, you know, book your next cruise. And, um, folks really like, like I said, I am now like Disney Cruise for Life. I I have traveled mm-hmm. many cruise lines and now it's like Disney Cruise Line or nothing. <laughs> like even my mom, <laughs> my mom who is retired, she's like a salt of the earth person. She's been on a few cruise lines now over the past 20 years. We went on one of uh Royal's new ships to Alaska a couple years ago and we were on the ship, I don't know, a half hour just sort of walking around. And I'm sorry I'm digressing. It's just, it's a funny story. Um <laughs> We're all, and again, she is a retired teacher, like not a fussy person at all. She prefers to go to the buffet. I like the sit down dinners. Anyway, uh, we're quite the pair. So we're on this <laughs> brand new royal ship. I won't say which one, but it's a beautiful ship. All the bells and whistles headed to Alaska. And she says, uh, Amanda, she's, this is not the Mickey boat. <laughs> said, no, mom, it's not. It's going to be great. Right. But it's not. It's not the Mickey. We call it the Mickey boat. It's yeah. not. It's just there's something like so special. So if you do have a group, um, it's great that you can, you know, if you've got a, an anniversary or retirement party or wedding or whatever, you can you can buy those um, rooms ahead of the public. So nice. That's Good exciting. <laughs> yeah, I that's don't remember awesome. any other major tidbits um i mean we learned like some cool things about the parks like i mentioned the trash cans i don't know if you want to talk more about that but i just i i love this disney trivia i don't think i realized that that disney actually innovated the trash can i mean i knew the 27 steps thing yeah you go to disney world there's going to be trash can every 27 steps because Walt would walk behind people and see, see how, how long it is before they would yeah. would either put the trash in their pocket or just drop it. Mm-hmm. And about 27 steps. But he also didn't want p- to see people to see the trash because at right. the time it was just like, like if you just go to the park and it's just an open trash can. Mm-hmm. So that closed design, he cre- kind of just created went to the trash can manufacturers and said, I want this. Like, well, that doesn't exist. We'll make it. Right. <laughs> and it just shows right. like his commitment because one of his core values was that the parks would be clean. Yeah. Yes. Because there was this perception then that they were seedy. They were gross. They attracted like this lower class people. They were sort mm-hmm. of like, like, I hate to say this because I am all for the county fair, but like that it was sort of that carny sort of feel. And he, that I mean, <laughs> right. it shows like his commitment, like even my trash cans, you know, and you know this by being in the parks, like you see the cast members that attend to the trash cans. So oftentimes they're either all in white or they're in like a pristine uniform. Yes. I mean, it is, and they take their job very seriously. Um, yeah. It's one thing you notice once you go to a Disney park and you go to, you know, you go to your Six Flags or you go to whatever park nearby, it's just not, it's not the same in, in that regard, but yeah, the trash cans now that's what like is the, the theme park standard. And then I'm sure you all, a lot of, you know, about a lot of the energy conservation there's, they have their own solar Mm -hmm. fields, um, and they produce 40% of their energy needs themselves, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Amazing. And they're working on more. (laughs) 
True. That's awesome. I love that you guys got so much out of these sessions that you went to. Um, but I also know that you had a little bit of free time to kind of go and enjoy <laughs> the parks. Um, so I kind of want to hear a little bit about that. So tell me what was the uh, what was the best thing that you ate while you were at AEP? Mm. Girl, I had a list at Disney. <laughs> I had a list in preparation of all the food. I thought we were going to have to have like a 20 minute conversation just about the food. <laughs> I mean, it is Flower and Garden still at Epcot. I, so I actually booked my I used one of um, my park park hoppers um, to extend my stay and do Epcot alone on Saturday after our trainings. Nice. Um, I had never done the parks completely alone. Like usually I'm with my children, of course, or I'm with like yeah. a fellow agent. And that was like mind blowing. But so it's so it's still flower and garden. So you have all the snacks. I went and tried new stuff over at Disney Springs. And then my I'll say my best quote unquote snack was Tuesday night before our training got started on Wednesday. I treated myself to a solo dinner at Boma over at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I at first was like, I'm going to a buffet in this in this very busy restaurant. It's hard to get a reservation. Yeah. By myself. Like, is this weird? (laughs) What? I think that's amazing. Good for you. Glorious. It was amazing. And the cast member who attended to me started working at Disney in 1983 or 84. (gasps) yes wow and food and food he opened artist point he opened boma yeah so good it was like so cool to talk to him but there was a family next to me with girls my age and it was like i got to enjoy them but also at a distance (laughs) yeah Yeah. so if you haven't tried it i highly recommend boma and the highlight was after dinner, it was like maybe eight o'clock. So it was starting, the sun was starting to come down. It was cooling down. And I walked out the back and they were feeding the giraffes and the oh. zebras were close. So you literally, you know, if you've been over, you know, you can, you can see the animals right from yeah. the lodge, but like what a wonderful way after dinner is all like the twinkling lights are starting to come on yeah. outside and it's the sun has set and there there's a baby giraffe and a mom, you know, like 30 feet yeah. away. It was lovely. Yes. My mom and I actually, you know, this AEP was originally scheduled to be in the first part of February. Right. Well, I still had that time off. So I, you know, hey, mom, you know, you've always wanted to stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge. You know, I, mm. I took this week off. I can still take this week off and we can go. And she's like, yes, please. So we stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge and we got to see those those giraffes and zebras and and wildebeests and ostriches from our window or from our we had a balcony because it was a Savannah view room. Amazing. So yeah. That's so fun. Eva, what was the best thing that you ate? Oh goodness. Um focus. Yeah, you can't ask me to focus on food because I want to focus on all the food. Because <laughs> I was, as, as hot as it was, I still was trying to eat around the world at Epcot. Oof. <laughs> Same. It's not as easy as people think it is. It's not. I know. So I kind of picked and, and chose and like I tried these grilled veggies, grilled baby veggies. Okay. 
I ate veggies I've never had before, but they were great. I had berry strudel or Mm. or warm cheese strudel with mixed berries. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. And they they had this drink, the strawberry fields refresher. (laughs) That was really good. Mm. You know, I I, I took pictures of all my desserts. I still had money (laughs) left when you go for, um, Flower and Garden, which I know is ending in a couple of days, but you got to go next year. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So when I had gone in late April, I was there for that with my children. I bought the little, you can charge up like a little um, bracelet that had, mine had the little bee character on it and you can put money on it to use at all of the little food stations. Nice. And I, I, I mean, like it was basically, I was just trying to like budget myself. <laughs> so yeah, I, had, yeah. I had money left over and right. um, Molly from All Ears really recommended it. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. And it's cute. So um, I felt like, okay, I can use it up now. So I was trying to do the same thing um, for the snacks. I like, I had the potato or the, yeah, the potato pancakes. Is that what is at Germany where you work for the berry strudel, the cheese yes. berry thing? Um, but I really liked the maple popcorn shake in Canada. That was really good. Ooh. Um, I finally got a ice cream at the ice cream shop in France. I waited in line. They hadn't opened yet. Um, wow. How long was so that line? I was second in line because they weren't open yet. And I was like, you know what? I've missed this every (laughs) single time. I don't have to wrangle children. I'm just going to stand here and wait. And I know there's a couple things that people love there, but I just asked the cast member, I tend to do that. I'm like, what would you get? And whatever it is, I just get it. So they recommended the macaron ice cream sandwich, which was phenomenal. I mean, it was amazing. And then I got, um, oh gosh, what are those things? It's, they're from... They're from Colombia. It's near the Morocco area. Oh goodness, my daughter's gonna kill me. They're like a little corn cake. Um, oh, um, yeah, I had one. The okay. arepas. Yeah, arepas, mm-hmm. arepas. Yes, she. My daughter asked me to have an arepa on her. So, um, but I went home with a ton of snacks. <laughs> I brought home like an entire <laughs> Disney bag. I brought home. So if you guys do this, like, don't think it's weird because I do it too. I got a Wookiee cookie to bring home for my daughters at um, mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios. I got mm-hmm. them three cookies from Gideon's um, at uh, Disney Springs. I saw that line and I saw the sun and the lack of shade and I was like, <laughs> I hit it at some weird time. I got there around five and they and I wasn't planning to go there and they said the wait's 10 minutes. So I said, fine. So I got in line. I just hit it oh. at, a good, at an odd time. So I didn't wait long. And then there was another, oh, the, of course, the carrot cake. It's really like a cookie. They call it a carrot cookie, but it's a cake that's at the Starbucks in Hollywood Studios. So I brought all that home. Um, it was like nice. 10, 10 pounds of snacks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. And I definitely, um, have you guys been to Salt and Straw over at Disney Springs? No, not no. yet. So it's newer. It's an ice cream yeah. place. It's over near uh, the AMC movie theater. That end. Right. Um, we didn't wait long. I thought we were going to wait forever. It's uh, definitely Google it, Salt and Straw. They mm-hmm. have rotating um, flavors, but they have some standards too. And you literally can try every flavor. And they ha- they give you these cool spoons and you drop them in this cool spoon slot. And the 
everyone who works there is amazing. And it's the weirdest combinations. It was like brie <laughs> and fig and like honey chicken waffle or something and olive oil oh. and all these really weird things. But they were all amazing. That's amazing. wild. Cannot recommend that enough. Nice. Uh, what was the best thing that you rode? Which attraction? Guardian. Yeah. Rise of the so Resistance. Good. Oh, man. I love Rise of the Resistance. I, love- I think that may have been like the only one I actually rode. <laughs> yeah. I'm not huge on, on roller coasters. I, okay. I get motion sickness. And, um, but you did Guardians? I did not do Guardians. Oh, I did Guardians. Sorry. Amanda That's did okay. Guardians. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I've heard just- like people say, that they did Guardians and they usually get motion sickness, but they were okay on it. Yeah, I, I was with was an agent. I was with an agent who is a huge Disney ride fan, but does have motion sickness issues. She even had like a little vertigo earlier in the week, like mm-hmm. not on a ride. She rode next to me. She was fine. But interesting. Yeah. But it was amazing. You know, I've, I've heard so many different things on that one. Yeah. I'm to dying me, to get back there to ride it. <laughs> to me, Guardians is hands down the best ride on property. Like it's not the best Whoa. roller coaster. It's not the best ride. It is mm-hmm. the best ride on property. Like I, I don't even. I'll argue that to the, you. Have got to get there and go You'll die on, that on this ride. hill. Yeah, I will <laughs> die on that hill. It is. I didn't wait in the regular line. I think from what I've heard, that I only did um, the lightning lane, but I have heard that even just those, the line to get in is an incredible experience if you're a Guardians fan. I'm not even yeah. a Guardians. I've never even seen Guardians of the Galaxy. I know I need to watch it. <laughs> that ride is, I'm a huge roller coaster fan. And while mm. it's not like the highest or fastest roller coaster ever, it is unparalleled. There is nothing like it. And it's not describable. Oh, like you can't explain. I don't know. Yeah. I just, it's just, you got to go. so jealous all right well when we had breakfast at at the hollywood studios and we had i got right up to the door of rise of resistance and it opened and it closed and they shut down the ride (laughs) oh no and so they gave us uh lightning lanes for well they they were gonna save thursday but then they i guess talked with people and we're like oh we'll just do it on friday since you guys will be here on friday for your nice final evening and i was just gonna go play with the genie plus photo filters yeah so i was just in the area and one of the other agents saw me and she's like no 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 you're riding it you're riding it. and she just pulled me along oh <laughs> cute and i was okay with like 95 percent of the ride and like there was only a small portion that i was just like okay gonna close my eyes but <laughs> it was so good it's yeah. so good because it's so immersive yes amazing and it's another like one like you can't even describe it there's nothing like it's, it it's true it's so hard to try and like articulate the experience to somebody who hasn't done it themselves um but yeah they just you just got to do it had to be not sure which is pre-show and which is show and which is the ride it's just kind of all yeah yeah you know you mentioned you can't tell you mentioned something i wanted to make sure i've written it down like for tips but you mentioned Mm -hmm. it um is to really play around with those filters that are in your Disney experience. Yes. Oh my gosh. Because those were so fun. I, I didn't do them when I was there with my children <gasps> in April. I just got so caught up with them and like memory maker and like who knows what yeah. else. I completely forgot about it. 
And then we were there. They had a special event for us. I know people are going to be jealous when they hear this. We had like a, we literally walked into the park before anybody into Galaxy's Edge. We walked in at dawn. Yeah, like literally at dawn. And literally there's no one in Galaxy's Edge. So everyone was taking pictures in front of um, the Millennium Falcon and literally nobody was there. (laughs) And we're playing with the filters, right? The agents and I were playing with filters. was like, (gasps) like baby Yoda's in there and like all these things. And I'm like, and oh yeah. my gosh, like you could just spend the day like going around because some of them are geolocation yes. based. So they only pop yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. It's so fun. That's yes. true. That's such a good tip too, because you're right. A lot of people overlook that because they're so worried about getting the next lightning lane or, yes. you know, their their dining reservations or whatever. And they're overlooking so many features that are in that app for them to use. That's a great yes. tip. And especially if, if the kids are waiting in line, you know, that's a oh, great yeah. thing to do oh while you're God, waiting in yes. line is just play with the, something to get the, keep the kids entertained, yeah. the adults entertained. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. All right. So before I let you guys go, I always ask my guests to tell me what's at the top of their travel bucket list. Now, being that you guys are Disney people the way that I'm a Disney person, <laughs> I'm going to ask you to give your top Disney destination and your top non-Disney destination. So if you could go places we want to go. (laughs) Tell me where we're going. (laughs) Alani. (laughs) Yeah. I want to go to Alani. That's a good one. That's a good Disney one. What's your non-Disney one? Ah, oh goodness. Anywhere across the pond, I there's okay. so much history in in the UK, in mm. France, and Spain, and in Italy, and Ireland. There's yeah. just so much I want to see. Yeah, same Europe, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. How about you, Amanda? Uh, for Disney destination, this may be kind of a shock, but it's actually Disneyland. Um, no, that's such a good one. I haven't. You have been. to go to Disneyland. I went when I was ten for their. 35th anniversary, I believe. So this was like an 89, 90, 91, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been since. And it's obviously a completely different park. They have another park there. And also, yeah. it's like where it all started. You know, it's yeah. a true classic Walt Disney himself, you know? Right. So I just feel like any Disney fan has to like go back to the starting point. So that for sure is my Disney destination. Mm-hmm. That's such and a then, good one, especially now that you have now that you're older and you have such a strong appreciation for Walt, it'll yeah. be a completely different experience for you when you do go back. Totally. And like with and also, again, like to see it through children's eyes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um. Sure. So that would be the Disney destination. And then for the non-Disney destination, it would be a Mediterranean cruise. Ooh, Ooh good one. I really want to see Greece. Like from mm-hmm. the water, like that vantage point. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So That's a if, really good one. I mean, if it was a Disney cruise on the Mediterranean, <laughs> but I know I'm supposed to pick a non-Disney destination. So. <laughs> but I wouldn't be mad if it happened to be a Disney ship. I hear you. Right. You know, Disney does go out of a lot of different ports. Right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Two birds, one stone. Yep. That's a good you know, one. You, you could maybe, 
I don't know if you, if they have an ABD with that and adventures by Disney that you could kind of exactly. <laughs> yeah, I bet they do. Yeah, I bet they do. Maybe one of those river cruises. Oh, mm. the river. Cr- I've oh, definitely any like Downton <laughs> Abbey fan like those commercials. Oh, oh. yes. <laughs> oh man, I love it. All right. So uh, tell us where we can connect with you guys on social media. Amanda, why don't you go first? Sure. So I have an Instagram um, account and I also have a Facebook group. My Instagram account is actually more broad. It's not just for um, Disney, um, but you can follow me at Reading Mama. Um, Hold on. I just want to make sure that because I changed my handle. It's Reading Mama, one word, dot Amanda. Um, okay. And then my my travel group is Amanda Helena Travel, so it's a group. It's not a page. Um, and nice. Helena is my middle name, so that's why I go by that. Very nice, Eva. Where can we find you? Uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. It's Eva Weitzel Travel. E V A W E I T Z E L Travel. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Perfect. And I'll make sure to include links to all of those pages in the show notes. So if anybody wants to connect with you guys about booking a trip or just talking general Disney, um, they can do so. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to do this. I know it's like late at night (laughs) and I'm sure we all had a long day. Um, It just really meant a lot to me that you guys, like I said, took the time. Um, And this has been so fun. Totally. Thank you. I this really is enjoyed great. it. Thank you. I can't wait for all of us to meet in person, hopefully on the Disney Wish next year. That would be amazing. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> I hope so. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to show your support is to rate or review us on whatever platform you're listening. And if this episode left you feeling like you just had to be there, reach out to Kelly to start planning an adventure of your own. Don't forget to follow us at had to be there 203 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And visit our website, www.hadtobethere.net. Until next time, get out there and make your own had to be there memories.